I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Well, hello, 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 people. Hello and happy Monday to you. I am so glad to be live on the air tonight. It has been uh, some time. It has been too long. And I actually feel a little bit rusty, (laughs) but I am counting on my husband and my crew, Miss Karina at TogiNet, and of course, my Lord, to help get me through this. (laughs) I think it's going to be all right. (laughs) Um, We're just so, so glad to be back on the air and, and... We've been playing encores for for months now. I think um, maybe for somewhere around six, eight months or something like that. So it's time. It's time. You know, I I was preoccupied with some other commitments. I I took on um, another, I'll just put it like that. I took on another full-time responsibility, and I was very thankful that we could play the encores and um, remain on the air, but uh, now I have some more time on my hands, and I was able to get back to something that I love to do, which is talking to you, talking to the people out there, and um, continuing our mission. My mission here on this show is to increase public awareness about sexual abuse, and to reach out to those who have been sexually abused, to let them know that there is hope, um, that there is recovery, that there is um, there are answers as to why these things happen. You can be free of residual effects from sexual abuse. You can be healed. You can be delivered. And um, this radio program is an outreach of Equipping the Saints Ministries. We are home-based in Maryland. And that's for those of you who maybe have not ever listened to our show. And I hope there's some faithful listeners out there that, um, that have been listening, even to the encores. So for some of you who... Um, I'm hoping that my husband, um, he was coming in nice and clear, but for those of you who have never met my husband, he is my sound man um, behind the scenes on my end of things. Um, Karina helps me out at TogiNet, but Christopher is my partner in the show. He's my partner in ministry. He's my partner in life. 
He is my wonderful husband and friend. And I just want to give him a chance to at least say hello to make sure that we can um, hear him. Christopher, are you there, honey? Hello, hello, hello. I am here. Oh, great, great, great. It's good to hear your voice and and uh, be back on the air. What do you think? How, how are you feeling right about now? Oh, pretty excited, pretty excited. I'm um, just, just glad to be back um, amongst the saints of God and the people of God who are looking for answers. Uh -huh. uh, I think the Lord does everything in perfect timing, and he had, he had other work for us to do, but now it's time to get back to work uh, on TogiNet. So just glad to be here. All right. <laughs> I'm glad to have you. We work so well together in in almost everything we do. Um, every now and then there's a little friction in the kitchen because you think you're a better chef than me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but other than that, we, we, we do pretty well together. So anyway, um, I, I, I might be a little rusty, folks, and I might be bad with my timing, but we have got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Um, some of you may have heard, may be aware that there has been some shootings in our nation today. So um, I, I, I thought it, you know, I thought it would be appropriate for me to at least mention that on the air tonight, although that's not going to be our topic. There have been uh, two shootings, one in Washington, D.C., at the Navy Yard and the other in Atlanta. Um, I actually didn't get, well, yeah, I believe it was Atlanta. Uh, yeah, Atlanta. Uh, a relative of mine told me about that one, so I didn't get to watch the news coverage in Atlanta, but I was watching the news coverage from uh, Washington, D.C. today. There have been some fatalities, so um, families have been affected, um, lives have been um, ended, and our prayers are with those affected, and we ask our listeners to do the same if you are uh, praying people and if you can get a prayer through. Didn't want to start the show without at least acknowledging that um, death can definitely be a tragedy. Um, but death can also be a long-awaited homegoing depending on one's spiritual condition. Um, depending on where you are spiritually, death um, can be an introduction to more torment, or it can be relief and freedom and peace and joy and victory um, in heaven. Either way, either way, which regardless to which way um, death comes, loved ones, are left to grieve the loss of those that are deceased, those that are um, born again, um, they may grieve differently because they know that um, if that loved one is, is also a believer and has been born again, that they are in a better place, truly in a better place. Um, and some may not even know any of those things. So, um, we 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 are very concerned when there are tragedies of this of this magnitude however however in keeping with the mission of my show um we are concerned when there are any tragedies 
we are just as concerned um, about those who suffer and are devastated by sexual abuse day after day after day. Um, that is just as much of a tragedy. So I felt it only proper to continue with tonight's uh, topic. Sexual abuse affects millions of people. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Each and every day. And the devastation and the loss and the emotional trauma and sometimes the physical trauma can be just as severe as death because the person who experiences sexual abuse often loses a part of themselves, a part of them dies emotionally, they are robbed of their essence, they are robbed of many things. Uh, in the case of children, uh, they are robbed of a bright future, they're robbed of self-esteem, they're robbed of confidence, um, they are infected with oppression, depression, many, many symptoms, many, many uh, things uh, come in the aftermath of sexual abuse. Um, they are not abused simply by the rapist or just by the rapist, I should say, not just the child molester or the pedophile, but by choice. Some people are raped by choice and through lifestyle preferences, and they don't even realize that that's what they are doing to themselves, and that's what they are doing to other people. Because on this show, we define sexual abuse as anything outside of the marriage institution, anything outside of the marriage bond, fornication, homosexuality, adultery, pornography, um, sexting, another word for texting, sex messages, and texting pornography. Um, I, uh, anything outside of the marriage vows is sexual abuse because it is abuse of what God created sex for. Sex is intimacy, intercourse between a man and a woman, according to the Bible, according to Webster's Dictionary. That is how sex is defined. Knowing someone intimately, knowing someone in a sexual nature, men and women coming together physically, becoming one, that is sex between a man and a woman. So we have got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? These answers can be found in my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. You can get 
a copy of that book by looking on our show page. Um, we have several of our books and materials listed there. And we will talk about this more after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on Tokenet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 success stories from successful entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on DougieNet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. We're back. This is Diane Jones, and I do have my husband uh, behind the scenes listening in, and he just might chime in at any time because um, I like it when he does that. If I say something that catches his interest, don't be surprised if he um, uh, gives us his thoughts and opinions on the topic, okay? I was talking about my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, and I just wanted to um, let you know that it is available on our show page. You can also get it at um, authorhouse.com. And it is by me, uh, Minister Diane Jones. But um, I was talking about the devastation of sexual abuse. And I want to 
let you know if you're listening for the first time and remind you, if you've been listening before, that I know the devastation of sexual abuse firsthand because that is um, something that happened in my background as a child. I was abused, I was sexually abused by my own father. And so I, I do speak from experience. Um, since the writing of my own story years ago, back in 2004, I believe, is when I released my own story, the story of me, um, talking about um, how that abuse affected my life, but also how I overcame that abuse. Um, since then, I have learned so much more about this issue, about this problem. I have talked to many more people. I have interviewed people. We've been doing this show for three years now. And so I have um, really, 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 really um, grown in my understanding even. Um, one of the things that I really, really was surprised to learn as an individual was that this was much more prevalent than I realized. I grew up thinking that um, I was unique in in that this didn't happen that often, that that my situation and my family situation was, um, you know, unique. And I felt like there might have been and wondered if there was something wrong with me um, or us as far as why this happened to us. But this is not unique. It is tragically happening um, every day, um, multiple times a day. Millions of people are, are suffering the effects of sexual abuse. I was trying to decide which way I wanted to go. If I wanted to read you some headlines first or if I wanted to share with you a study. And I think I will go with the study. Study. I'm going to give you some interesting facts here about a study that was done um, in Asia. Um, when I was researching for this show, um, I was I was glad that I had information for the show, but very disappointed and very disturbed to find out how many stories were in the headlines just in the past week. Uh, some of them so tragic that even as I was doing the research, they brought tears to my eyes. I, I felt the hurt in my heart just reading the stories because some of them are just absolutely horrendous. But I'm going to talk to you about this study first. Um, let's see. It says, UN study in Asia delves into why men rape. And it's um, a long article, so I highlighted the um, the the most catching um, points in the article. It says Hong Kong CNN: Why do rape perpetrators commit such acts? In the first of its kind, a multi-country survey looked at how widespread rape and sexual violence is in six Asia Pacific countries, and it also asked why. From what I can gather, they were able to do this study by asking the men to participate 
via something like an iPad or some sort of a device where all they had to do was answer, you know, by pressing the buttons and they could do it anonymously. And they also, um, um, they didn't ask them the question right out. They didn't say, have you ever raped someone? They didn't use the word rape because they, um, they already knew somehow and understood that, um, the men, a lot of the men did not classify their behavior as rape. A lot of the men, what they did is they asked them questions like, have, have you ever forced a woman who was not your wife or girlfriend at the time to have sex? Uh, questions like, have you ever had sex with a woman who was too drunk or drugged to indicate whether she wanted it? Or have you ever forced a partner when she did not want to have sex? So they didn't use the word rape because they figured the men would say no. So they described the action of what they felt rape was and what, you know, what they were looking for. So in this study... Here is the percentage of respondents who say that they had raped a partner or a non-partner, okay? In Bangladesh, 11.1%. In Cambodia, 20.8%. In China, 22.7%. Indonesia, 31.9%. Papua New Guinea, 60 0.7%. Average was 24.0%. Okay. Rape of women in marriage was much more prevalent than non-partner rape, according to the survey. They asked some questions like, when, when did they start raping? When did they start... Uh, doing the things as I described a few minutes ago, not using the word rape, but doing those things as described. Um, early was the answer. More than half of the respondents who raped a non-partner first did so as a teenager. As a teenager, people. With most of their first crimes occurring between the age of 15 and 19. This is consistent with the research that we've done and with the actual study that we did uh i don't remember which year it was about um prostitution uh, we did a study about prostitution and we've been uh giving statistics about rape um all all over the world and in this country too um so this is consistent with that the study also says this reinforces the need for early rape Prevention, if one is to intervene before the first rape is committed. So they're, they're, they're talking about the fact that their intervention is needed to prevent this behavior. And we deal with that from a spiritual perspective on this show. We deal with that from a biblical perspective. The prevention that we recommend is from those two perspectives. It's going to be from dealing with the 
the inner man and dealing with the soul and dealing with the um the individual you know repenting and becoming remorseful of sin sin s-i-n defined as rebellion sin is rebellion against god's plan against god's character against his way of doing things that's what sin is so that's how we deal with it on this show but let me continue i've only got a few minutes before the next break but the next question was what's the likelihood of repeat offenses answer high nearly half of the respondents said that they had committed rape had perpetrated the rape and the crime on different women more than one woman okay 55.4% said they had raped one woman 28.3% said they had raped two to three women can you believe this can you believe answering any survey so candidly and so freely to provide this information you can tell that there's obviously a lack of moral understanding and moral conviction about the fact that this is this is wrong that this is more than wrong that it's evil okay uh 12 percent said they have raped four to ten women four to ten women and 4.2 said they have raped 10 or more women outrageous these numbers are outrageous but consistent with what we have learned and that's why i'm bringing this information to you because i want people in society and across this nation in the world to see how prevalent this is um are women always the victim of sexual violence they're asking is it only women that these men rape the answer no consistent with what we have been sharing on the air 6.2 percent of respondents say they have raped a man and a woman as a single perpetrator 30.2 of respondents say they have raped a man and a woman among multiple perpetrators multiple perpetrators with others in a group setting okay so like gang rape when i was younger they there was a term called um running a train running a train on a on a on a woman or a girl gang rape that's what they're talking about in a multiple group setting this is outrageous after the break, we'll answer the question, why did they commit the rape? All right, be back. tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these 
you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do. In love, life, and business, she is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, hello, hello. We are back on the air. And um, you know what? I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. I actually um, didn't plan well enough. I usually am sipping tea um, when I start this show and when I do this show. And that's something that I usually share with my listeners. So forgive me. Forgive me this time. Um, I do have some, some new flavors. I do have some good flavors. And next week, I promise you, Lord willing that I will share a flavor with you um, on the air. So tonight, I'm doing the other healthy thing, and that is drinking my water. (laughs) I'm drinking my water because I'm taking care of me. So anyway, what were we talking about before the break? We were talking about this study, this study that was done in Asia and it was reported by Hong Kong CNN. And the question that I um, mentioned just before we went into the break was, why did they commit the rape? Why did these men in this study say that they committed the rapes that they had done? Well, 
you're not going to believe some of these. Well, maybe you will. Some of these answers. Um, some said they were bored. They were bored. So rape was a way of being entertained. I have to, I had to pause there for a second. Rape, violating someone's very being, violating someone's very soul, violating someone's emotions, intellect, person, was a way of being entertained. Who would be entertained by something as ugly as that, only someone who has been perverted in their own emotions, in their own spirit, in their own soul. And we'll talk about that a little bit um, down the line because they talk about the background of the, of the, the rapist or the repeat offender. Um, only someone, though, who themselves has been perverted. Their sexual appetite has been perverted, altered, changed from what it should be. Okay? Sadly, sadly, but true, rape is consistent with the sinful nature of mankind. It is, it is consistent with the rebellious nature of mankind, but only someone who has been, who has not been taught from a child, right from wrong, who has not come from a wholesome, loving, not just, um, not just strict or strict and uh, punitive, but a wholesome, loving family. Uh, the family is like the first line of defense against these kinds of things. Only someone who has, who is spiritually um, dead. In other words, they have not been born again. They have not been awakened to understand their sinful nature and that they don't have to be a slave to sin. They don't have to be, they don't have to be controlled by the uh, desires of the sinful nature. Okay. Let, let me, let me not get too far off on that, but let's go back to some of these answers. Bored. They were bored. Some of them felt that they were sexually entitled. They were entitled to force their wife or their girlfriend to have relations with them. They felt that they were entitled to take that woman, you know, off the street and have her because that was their right to do it. Some of them said that they were punishing. They were punishing either that female or they were angry with someone else. They were angry with the person or persons and they wanted to get back at somebody. So they raped, you know, they could have raped someone's daughter or raped someone's wife or raped someone's, you know, cousin because they were mad at the, the man for something. Okay. 
um, the study goes on to ask, are there consequences for the rape? In these areas, in these areas, they were saying prison sentences, sentences are rare, with less than a quarter of perpetrators receiving jail time. Well, I say to you that there are consequences whether they receive jail time or not, because many of us don't think of them as being victims too, but they are actually victims also of torment. There is, there is no way that someone who does those kinds of things does not live in torment. That person has to be tormented by um, evil forces, by demonic spirits, by um, uh, hiding, maybe running, um, trying to evade uh, capture in some cases. Um, it sounds like in this area that even when men were brought up for charges, that it was minimized. It was minimized and the people that were handling the cases, the judges, the police, the um, officials didn't see it as a big issue. So that's a, that's a reason why a lot of them did not receive jail time. So that's, that's another issue in itself. But let's go on to talk about the background of the uh, re repeated um, rape offender. Many of the men had a history of physical or sexual abuse themselves. And that's why I say that this is just, um, it's tragic because it is a cycle. A cycle. Many people that are abused, abuse. Hurting people often hurt other people, whether it's sexually, whether it's physically bullying or fighting, whether it's verbal abuse. If they've grown up in a home where there's been verbal abuse, many times they will verbally abuse. Many times, oftentimes. Okay. Um, they go on to talk about um, some of the circumstances under which some of them raped. 27% um, after drinking. Don't tell me alcohol. Don't tell me alcohol consumption is a good thing. Just don't tell me that. Just don't tell me that because I'm not buying it. Okay? I'm not buying it. Um, as I said, we come from a spiritual perspective on the show. And my, the Bible tells me that we are to be sober-minded, women and men. We are to be sober-minded. It tells us not to be drunken with wine wherein is excess, so we are not to drink wine in excess to cause us to be drunk and lose our sober thinking ability. So rape after drinking, um, rape as a punishment, seeking entertainment and sexual entitlement. Um, many of those who raped in group settings did not have high school education, had never married or lived with anyone. Of course, I don't recommend the living with anyone anyway. Um, had experienced childhood physical abuse themselves and rarely or never had their fathers at home. We did, uh, my husband actually did a good, a good series on um, godly men speaking out and they talked about fatherhood and the lack of fatherhood and how it plays a big role in things like sexual abuse and the, and the perpetration of sexual abuse. Um, I think I'm down to probably like my last, uh, 
Well, I'm almost at my last commercial break. So let me let me share with you um, some of the stories that were in the news here just in the last week or two. And uh, since I was talking about a study from Asia, um, I'll, I'll start with the one about um, a high-profile case in India. Victims blamed in India's rape culture. Okay? This is... Um, reported by CNN. Um, let's see. This organization, APNI Op Women Worldwide, is an organization dedicated to ending sex trafficking. I forgot to mention that when I talked about the types of sexual abuse. Sex trafficking. Okay. Um, this article is about the rape of a 23-year-old woman it actually occurred um, back in December of 19... No, no, no. So, I'm sorry. That was her story. It actually occurred... Lord Jesus, I should just read the article. <laughs> I have two articles here. I'll find when it occurred. But it happened, I think, about uh, in December 2012. Yeah, December 2012. Okay. So, anyway, let's see here. This lady herself says that when she was 29 years old, she was attacked. Fortunately, she wasn't raped, um, but her attacker sexually assaulted and then tried to kill her. So she understands this issue firsthand. Okay. Says she was dragged. They dragged her to a trench outside the mosque and pulled her shirt off. But a passerby jumped in, fought off her attackers, and saved her. Okay, this is the lady who is being interviewed. Now, we're going to go into talking about the actual rape case after I come back from the break. And um, I just thought, wow, I should have given some heads up about the content about this show in case anyone wasn't sure. <laughs> It can be graphic <laughs> and a little hard to hear. Back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The Story of Me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores.
It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you. Hold your hand as they point the way and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Time flies so fast um can't say that i'm having fun so i won't i won't end that with that common uh phrase but time just goes by so fast so let me just jump right back into where i was at this article um that i'm reading is um presented by cnn richuri i'm sorry if i'm saying the name wrong ruchira gupta is the president of apni app women worldwide she is the one that they are talking to who is telling her own personal story of how when she was 29 years old, she was sexually assaulted. Um, fortunately, she was not raped, but she was sexually assaulted and they tried to kill her. Well, she's commenting on the rape of a 23-year-old photojournalist in Mambi, India. Okay? And that story... That story, I have an article here, and this is one of the ones that that um, just brought tears to my eyes because I just, ah, so be prepared, be prepared. And some of you may have heard about this story. Four sentenced to death in rape case that riveted India. This happened last December, but now the four men uh, who were involved, four of the men, I should say, who were involved, uh, was sentenced Friday to die by hanging. This article was from September 13th. Okay, so they were sentenced to die by hanging. Um, the four men, a fruit vendor, a bus attendant, a gym handyman, and an unemployed man were found guilty on Tuesday of raping a young woman. Raping a young woman on a moving bus last December. On a moving bus inflicting grave internal injuries 
then dumping her out on the roadside. Okay, when I looked this up and I listened to some of the live interviews of some of the women in India, they were saying that you can't even ride the bus, you can't ride a taxi, you can't ride any of the public transport without being concerned for your safety because even in the midst of a crowd of people, even in the midst of people, you can be sexually assaulted and no one will defend you. No one will help you. Okay. Um, let me go on to read further down. A wave of protest after the December rape have set remarkable changes in motion in India, a country where for decorate, decades, decades, vicious sexual harassment has been dismissed indulgently called Eve teasing, E-V-E, Eve teasing. I wondered if that stands for evening teasing. What these ladies said is that they um, can't go out after 8 p.m. They try not to be out after 7 or 8 p.m., which is something that I recommend anyway. Whether you're in India, whether you're in America, I don't care where you are. I for one, believe that women use, need to use more wisdom in protecting themselves. That you should not go out after hours by yourself unless you absolutely have to. In this case, sadly, this young woman was not even alone. She was not by herself. She was with a companion, a male companion. I'll continue to read. From the moment it broke, the story of the 23-year-old woman who became known as Nirbaya or Fearless awoke real rage in the population. Hoping for a ride home from a movie theater, she and a male companion boarded a private bus, not realizing that the six men aboard had been cruising Delhi in search of a victim. These men were out looking for something to do, someone to victimize. After knocking her friend unconscious, they took her to the back of the bus and raped her. This part is really hard to hear, but we're we're being real on this show because rape is no joke and it is nothing there's nothing pretty about it. Then penetrated her with a metal rod inflicting grave internal injuries. <sighs> An hour later, they dumped the pair out on the road, bleeding and naked. She died two weeks later after her injuries. I couldn't help but... but uh, feel that story. I mean, when I talk to people who confess to me that they have been abused, I still feel for them. I still feel compassion for them. And if you are someone who has been sexually abused, we feel compassion for you tonight. And if no one has ever told you, we want to be the ones to tell you, I want to be the one to tell you that I am so, so sorry for what happened to you. I want to tell you that God is sorry for what happened to you. It is not his will that these things happen to people. Whether you are born again or not, this is not his will. 
it is in fact the result of us living in a fallen world in a fallen state it is the result of mankind falling into sin rebellion and we have an enemy we have a spiritual enemy that perpetrates these evils on individuals I can't get into the details of that because I know I'm gonna run out of time but you can find like I said answers from a spiritual perspective in my book overcoming sexual abuse back to the story at hand after intensive public discussion of the case some changes followed with extraordinary speed reports of rape have skyrocketed skyrocketed in the first eight months of this year Delhi's police force registered 1,121 cases more than double the number from the same period in 2011 and the highest number since 2000. The number of reported molestations has increased sixfold in the same period. Um, the inference here is that they're reporting it more. Not necessarily that it's happening more, but that now it's being reported more because before the women would not even report it because like so many victims of sexual abuse, they are blamed um, they are ostracized by their family, um, in some cases rejected by their family. Um, the court systems did not defend them, protect them, uphold them. So, what a way to start our third year. True to form. True to form consistent with our cause. We need to know and people need to know that these things are happening. That we may not be able to stop it completely because I believe and I know that sin, rebellion against what's right and what's good and what's wholesome is going to continue until the Lord returns. The Bible tells us that, that these things are permitted for a time and a season. Um, trouble won't last always, but if you have been victimized by this tragedy, there is hope for you. I'm a witness that God can restore what our enemy has robbed you of. He can make you whole again. Um, he can heal you to the point that you know the pain occurred, you remember the pain occurred, but it doesn't control you. It doesn't run the rest of your life. It does not have to impact your relationships with your children, with your husband, um, with yourself. So, on that note, perhaps I can say a short word of prayer, not only for the victims of sexual abuse, but for today's tragedy. 
I do have several other headlines, but um, looks like I'll have something for next week. Huh. So as we close, I just um, say, Father, Heavenly Father, please look upon the people in um, the world today, those that are suffering loss, those that have been traumatized by sexual abuse, um, by abuses of any kind. Tragedy is tragedy. Trauma is trauma. The effects are devastating no matter what the trauma is and how we look at it. And I know, Father, that it is not your will that any should perish. It is not your will that we should suffer, that you are a God of compassion. And I pray, Lord, that you will touch the lives of these people listening, that they will hear and feel and understand your compassion through this broadcast, through our efforts to reach out to them, Lord. Somehow let them know that you love them, that you care for them, and that you can make a difference in their lives that you can heal them of the emotional wounds and the scars, that you can bring newness of life and hope to anyone that has been victimized. I ask that in your precious name. I love you, Jesus. And I love you folks out there, even though I don't even know you. <laughs> so until next week, have a peaceful night. Thank you.